to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday. If you're new to our show, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Not just a non-commissioned sales staff that puts zero pressure on you. Not just one of the state's largest selections of quality American-made Ford vehicles, but customer service that is literally award-winning. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the best in the business and the Intel edge that will allow you to succeed. So ESPN is in the middle of what they call, I mean, what we call list season. Now, Jeremy Fowler does a great job with this every year. He's one of their NFL reporters. And what Jeremy Fowler does each and every July, basically, or leading up to July, he goes around talking to a collection of about 50 different people in the NFL. This consists of players, of coaches, of general managers, of scouts, of coordinators, people of all walks of life that work in the league in some capacity. And so he takes their responses, he puts together them on average, and he puts together a list at each position. Today was running back day, and I had mentally prepared for a fight. I had mentally prepared, because I knew that this was on the horizon yesterday. Somebody tweeted it to me and said, prayers up for uh, Buck Rising and Lucas Panzica, because they feared, they feared what may happen on the radio show with the callers if Derrick Henry was not the number one overall running back in football. And yet, when I clicked on ESPN.com today, there he was, Derrick Henry, at the top of the list for the second consecutive year. Now, I want to read you this quick blurb that they have on Derek and why it is that his colleagues felt that he was still at the top of the position, because that has been some debate. Now, whether you think it's been a debate or not, a different conversation, but it has been a part of the discourse around Derrick Henry this offseason. So what uh, you have from Jeremy Fowler is this. Henry and Jonathan Taylor tied for the most first-place votes this year, but Henry won out on composite scoring. He was pacing for a 1,900-plus yard season in 2021 before a foot injury cost him nine regular season games. They have some quotes, one from an NFL coordinator, one from an executive in the NFC. Quote, I'd still give him one more year at the top, him being Derrick Henry. He's the constant for that offense, no matter who's around him. I still trust him to make it happen above everyone else. You can give him the ball 30 times and he will not disappoint. So that is a coordinator uh, in the NFL who gave that quote to Jeremy Fowler. And the question that I would like to ask you around Derrick Henry is this, your Two Rivers Ford take on a scale of one to 10. How surprised were you that Derrick Henry landed as the number one uh, as the number one overall running back in the NFL. Read if we could phrase that that way. How surprised were you that Derrick Henry la- uh, landed as the number one running back in the NFL this year? Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. But first, 
I want you to hear from Derrick Henry because we asked him questions when last we spoke to Derrick. This would have been, what, Wednesday of mandatory minicamp? Tuesday of mandatory minicamp? I can't remember exactly. Either way, we spoke to Derrick Henry when all of the Titans vets were back in the building. And Derrick Henry was asked a question about, yeah, you know, uh, there are people who are legitimately thinking that this may be the place where we start to see a decline. And Derek, I thought, was very diplomatic, but serious in his answer. When you look at what you were able to do the season before the injury and even leading up to the injury, like, it's safe to kind of call you unstoppable. Have you kind of look at, looked at that injury like as a challenge to show yourself that, you know, you could get back to, to where you were and prove the people who are doubting you, you, you look at it? That is a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I, I get motivated by, by anything. I mean, something can motivate me, you wouldn't even know it. So, you know, that definitely motivated me. Um, and, you know, you know the, the doubters, whatever they want to be, I'm, I'm definitely motivated. I'm ready to go. So, we're going to see. We're going to see. That's what Derrick Henry thinks. We're going to see whether Derrick Henry is up to the challenge after coming off a year where, yeah, I think it's reasonable to have just – Maybe not outright doubt, right? You don't doubt players like Derek until such point as they as you physically see it happen in front of you, the decline that comes for all professional athletes in some form or fashion. Running backs, it typically happens sooner, too. Derek Henry is not typical. We know this to be so. So when you kind of look at Derek and the conversation around him, well, I've been told that Jonathan Taylor over the course of the last calendar year, has planted Derrick Henry as the best running back in football, or so my colleagues in NFL media would lead me to believe. Now, I think it's easy to say that Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in football last year. Derrick Henry did not play in nine games. Somebody had to fill the void, and Jonathan Taylor, by the way, did exceptionally well doing that without Derrick Henry able to kind of pace things as the leader of the pack. So now Derek comes into a season where he'll turn 29 in the middle of it, where he's coming off a foot injury, where he plays running back, and at some point, some of the athleticism, some of the speed, some of the gifts that make Derek Henry great, people are looking for the point, okay, when can we when are we actually going to see this erode? And I've I've had a realization really I think just over the course of the day, because I'm writing something for A to Z sports.com that I think you guys are going to enjoy about the biggest disconnect between people who cover the NFL, like me, and people who work in the NFL, like scouts, you know, uh, free agent, um, pro personnel scouts, right? Whether you're looking at assistant general managers, whether you're looking at, uh, you know, the, the assistant tight ends coach or defensive quality control coach, right? the things that football people pay attention to that would give Derrick Henry an edge over Jonathan Taylor. Cause it's about being the best running back. It's about being the best running back. And there is no disputing. If you take a step back and if you scout things the way that football people are going to scout them, people like John Robinson, right now, not organization is every, is, is created equal. But I heard John Robinson interviewed on uh, Thomas Dimitrov's podcast, former general manager of the Mount, uh, Falcons. He's driving around the country in a minivan and he's interviewing GMs. It's a pretty cool concept. And I thought the conversation between the two of them, uh, Dimitrov and Robinson, was really compelling. Because Dimitrov asked him about 
analytics. And I'm going to tell you what John Robinson had to say about how they incorporate analytics into the scouting right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the place that you go for the best car buying experience in the business. There is no better place to go than Two Rivers Ford. There hasn't been a better place for 40 years, nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. That's because they make the process easy. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers Ford is there to make it happen. If you know exactly what kind of vehicle you want, Two Rivers Ford will custom order it for you and deliver it when it gets manufactured. That's what I did. Or if you have an idea, but you're not entirely sure, you're not 1,000% positive what it is that you want, you can mention some details to a non-commissioned salesperson, and they'll keep an eye out on what becomes available when vehicles arrive in stock. And don't forget, Two Rivers Ford always sells below MSRP on all new non-specialty vehicles, so you can rest assured you're getting the best price. So when it comes to finding a vehicle, call Two Rivers Ford and let them do the work for you. That's online at tworiversford.com or at the dealership in Mount Juliet, Two Rivers Ford. Put Two Rivers Ford on your team today. So, scale of 1 to 10, how surprised were you to see Derrick Henry at the top of that list? I have to admit, I was I was pretty surprised. I was pretty surprised to see that Derrick was still, in the eyes of the league, the best running back. I don't know why I expected it to be different. Well, here's why I expected it to be different. I expected it to be different because every conversation that I've had with people on my side of the fence, right? Media people, analysts, the entire conversation this offseason has been about Jonathan Taylor. Now there has been some, okay, how will Derrick Henry rebound? But it has not been with the same scale and the same hype. I mean, he's, you know, out of 2020, he was coming off of a a 2000 yard season. It was much easier to have a hyped up conversation about could Derrick Henry do it again, right? An extra regular season game, more opportunity for him to break the record or do the thing that's never been done, which is rush for 2000 yards twice in a career. So Cordy Jackson's is surprised that I was surprised to see him at the top of the list. Again, it's not about Derek as much as it's about the conversation that people were having around Jonathan Taylor. And then when Jeremy Fowler and listen, it's not an end all be all like people have subjective opinions. I'm sure you could find a great many people in the league who think that, I mean, they were literally tied for first place votes and Jeremy Fowler's projections had Derrick Henry with more production had he played a 17-game regular season schedule. Um, Mark Jones says, maybe you need to wear glasses or contacts if you can't see that Derrick Henry is the best running back. But here's the thing. like, There are many analysts who do so much of of the analysis through a numbers and data-based driven. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I, I embrace the advanced metrics. I love the data that's provided. I want to know more about the things that I'm talking about or studying. I want as much information as humanly possible to be available to me. But I think in listening to John Robinson talk about advanced metrics with Thomas Dimitrov, basically he said, you know, we do take that stuff into consideration, but not it does not outweigh what we see on film. Like, are they a good football player? Now, 
at some point, you know, there can be a little more middle ground, right? You can use the numbers to help you scout, or you can use the numbers to analyze previous performance, which is the best use of them, right? Things like DVOA. DVOA is basically a weather forecast for a football team. It's not perfect. It doesn't always come true, but there's a lot of good information about previous trends and numbers from different teams or different players who have had similar experiences that they project. It's just a projection, but it's a much smarter projection than me going down the Titans schedule and saying, yeah, you know, that game against the Washington football team, Commander Skins, that's a win. That game at Indianapolis on, what is it? I think October the 30th, that's a win. Like win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. No, that's dumb. It's a waste of time. Nobody knows. So what do you do? You try to take as much Num as many numbers as humanly possible as you have available to you and quantify what it is that you're watching. And I think that's where things like the Tennessee Titans and advanced and the advanced analytics community kind of butt heads because a team like Titans are they are they are counterculture, right? They run the football and they play defense in 2022. Some teams do do that, but that's not the core. Like that's the core of their identity, running game and defense. That's who the Tennessee Titans have been historically. It's oddly enough, even through coaching regime changes, it's in their DNA, right? You could say the same thing about the Titans 20 years ago. But now where the league is evolving into such a pass first, uh, where pass first philosophy is so commonplace, well, you look at the Titans and you're saying, well, that they shouldn't have as much success as they have. It, uh, the efficiency says that they should not succeed at that rate. And yet they do. Right? That's the kind of like, okay, watch them play football versus dissect the numbers that you see on a page and then try and apply those sensibilities to what you're seeing on the field. It 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 can work. It has worked. Many, many smart people are working in football now that have made the conversation around football smarter. I love it. But what I'm seeing is kind of a, a lack of center, right? It's almost like politics. You got the football guys and gals on one end, and you got the numbers guys and gals on the other end. And they're, you know, it's like Democrats and Republicans, and they're duking it out because numbers is the best way. No tape, grind the tape, you fools. All these different things. You never had your hand in the dirt, blah, 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 grunt, drool, growl, whatever. Like football guy. I, I just. There has to be some kind of balance to those conversations, which is the thing that things like Derrick Henry, I think, is a perfect lightning rod for. Because theoretically, Derrick shouldn't succeed at the rate that he succeeds. And yet, Derrick is historically unprecedented as far as that position is concerned, certainly in the modern era of football. You look at the Titans, their efficiency, by the way, like they could stand to improve if they, if they want to take a step there has to be some evolution in what it is that they are, or at least how it is that they do it, right? It can't always be first and 10 run. All right, we do that more than anybody in the league. What happens if you don't get five yards on first and 10? Well, if you're in second and seven, run the damn ball again, because in situations of second and six plus, second and long, Titans again lead the league in rushing attempts on second and long and on first down. So, Ram your head into somebody, ram your head into somebody. Okay, obvious passing down situation. It's not the best way to exist. So at a certain point, you have to evolve that philosophy. And I think that's kind of where we look to see the next evolution of, okay, Todd Downing, Tim Kelly. What can you kind of do with this revamped personnel? How can you kind of elevate things 
while still sticking to the core identity of what it is that this football team is constructed to do. And I think that's the kind of stuff that you have to, you know, cost-benefit analysis as you're sifting through different people talking about your team. There are going to be people who know what the hell they're talking about. I, it, I hate blanket statements. Not all national media doesn't watch the Titans. Not all national media thinks that the Colts are going to be, that the Colts are clearly and obviously better than the Tennessee Titans. Some people do. Some people do their homework. Some people don't, like in every segment of the population. It's it's this kind of thing that I think you can, you know, you just have to be discerning and then make your own assessments from there. Um, the King is going to run for 2,000. Yeah, it's just people screaming about Derrick Henry running for another 2,000 yards. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. I understand. <laughs> it's lovely to have you all back. It feels like a real football season conversation. Uh, I just... I. <laughs> You guys crack me up. Uh, the King is going to run for 2,000 yards this season. Yep, I said it. All right, Bilal. Yes. 10 deep breaths, 20 short ones. We still have, what, uh, two months, two months, ah, as a matter of fact, two months uh, as of yesterday, away from the foot, first football season of the year being, or football first football game of the season being played. Titans and Giants, Nissan Stadium, 325 kickoff. I'm flying back from Chicago that morning because my college roommate is in a wedding or is he's getting married. I'm in the wedding. Thank God it's not a new kickoff. Otherwise, I may miss my pregame radio show, but we're going to be back. We're going to be better than ever. We're going to make it, and it's going to be great. Two months, less than two months to go until football is played at Nissan Stadium. All right, so um aria's dad says where to go on the weight loss i'm down from 248 to 233 as well i've been on the journey with you well we love to see that listen i uh, i'm very excited about being less fat i'm very excited about that um even if it took your left tackle lawan shaming me on a regular basis about my weight 220 by training camp is the goal we were 226.8 as of this morning and we report for training camp uh two weeks two weeks from today so i have two weeks to lose like six and a half more pounds, which would be lit. That'd be swell. Like, you know, I think 6'2", 220, that's a normal, like that, that's still probably a little heavy. Like I could stand to lose a few more pounds after that, but it's definitely better than two, what a uh, two, uh, I think it's like 248. Like it's almost 20 pounds. It's just, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good. Okay. So let's talk about Baker Mayfield because uh, Baker Mayfield seems like he may be in a position that ultimately quarterbacks, when they get new geography, sometimes it benefits them in con consequential ways. No better example in recent history uh, than Ryan Tannehill and his success story in his second career iteration with the Tennessee Titans. So the question that I want to ask you, is Baker Mayfield the next quarterback to have a Ryan Tannehill-like resurgence? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. We will talk about Baker together right after I tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The best in the business is GaryAshton.com, not just because they employ the best agents, not just because they find the best homes, not just because they work with the best teams like the Nashville Predators, but Gary Ashton and his team have the best intel. That intel helps you sell your home without any showings or staging. It helps you find your next home while the Nashville real estate market remains red hot, it helps you cash in on your home equity and win the buyer battle. All these things 
that Gary Ashton and his team can provide to you. Nashville's best real estate agency by a mile. Not just because that's the people that I use, but it's because it's the people that your favorite pro teams use. And because they've been doing business in Middle Tennessee at a high level for many, many years. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, how do we feel about Baker Mayfield? Do we believe that he is capable of a Ryan Tannehill-like resurgence? Um, McCaffrey is too fragile, says Puka. Well, it's not. I mean, it does matter, right? Like, they're a running team. They are a running-based offense. That's what Matt Rule wants to do. He wants to run the ball. He wants to throw play-action passes. Very. I mean, it's not uncommon across the league. But certainly when you have limitations at quarterback, you can find ways to help your personnel out by running the football creatively and working quarterbacks off the play-action pass rather than trying to, you know, just purely succeed with them in the drop-back passing game. Not every quarterback at the pro level is going to be able to do that consistently. Ryan Tannehill, not all that effective in the pure drop-back passing game. That's not how he plays. So how can you maximize a player like Baker Mayfield? Well, you can do exactly what I've just said. Put him in a running, uh, a successful running offense and allow him to operate off the play-action pass. Marquise says, uh, you're funny, Buck. Baker Mayfield, no and no. I can't wait to see Baker Mayfield. Um, well, they don't play this year, uh, the Titans and the Panthers. They open, the Panthers do with the Browns, which will be interesting. Jack Hope says, no, his situation surrounding talent is inferior to what Tannehill stepped into. I would say that's a fair assessment, right? I think Carolina, I mean, Carolina's not a poorly, I mean, they had a really good defense last year. I think Sam Darnold derailed a lot of what they like. I don't think the roster is as bad as Sam Darnold make it, made it look. Now, I don't think their coaching staff is great. Like, I don't feel great about Ben McAdoo or Matt Rule, frankly, on the offensive side of the football. But, you know, uh, Baker and Carolina, it's a fresh start. And sometimes that can be beneficial for a quarterback. Uh Coming to Charlotte uh, certainly is a fresh start for you, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm sure you didn't come uh, with the idea of being a backup quarterback. So do you anticipate being the starting quarterback here? Well, I think when you're at any level uh, as high as this in the NFL, uh, nobody has the, uh, the mentality of being a backup. We're at this level because we compete to be the very best. And um, that's why Sam's here as well. And that's why Matt Corral just got drafted and PJ Walker's competed and fought through a lot of adversity as well. And so, you know, my intention is to become the best quarterback I can be, uh, help this team win. And that's why um, I'm happy to be in, in Carolina is this, you know, I feel like the team's very close to being really, really good. We just had to put the pieces together and come together as a team. And um, however that happens, you know, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to, you know, fill whatever role is to be expected of me and be a great leader and a great teammate. So that's Baker Mayfield talking with uh, Carolina media over Zoom. Uh, in the NFC South, maybe he damn sure will have a chip on his shoulder. NFC South's not an easy division, right? New Orleans is maybe not at the top of, of their – they're not at the peak of their powers anymore, but their defense is still nasty, right? Baker has to play them twice a year. Uh, the Bucs uh, will return a fierce defensive line. They have consistently had one, and Dominican Sue's not there anymore, but – 
Oh, I'm blanking on the name of the Bears defensive tackle uh, who was there forever. He's a really, really good player. He's going to play next to Vita Vea this year. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, I'm sure somebody could look that up. He signed with the uh, producer Reed, perhaps. He signed with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers in like the later stages of free agency, but his name escapes me right now. Looking at, uh, no, not Leonard Floyd. Khalil Mack got traded to the Chargers. Um, I, uh, Derek R says, just because Lucas isn't here, uh, doesn't mean you get to trash the Saints, Buck. I'm yelling, yelling. Akeem Hicks. Thank you. Akeem Hicks uh, is the defensive tackle, the defensive lineman. Um, who the Bucks have added. So it's a good division, right? I, Atlanta, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. No earthly idea what Marcus Mariota is going to look like with the Falcons. I don't know how, if he will be the starting quarterback all year long or if at some point they'll put Desmond Ritter in. I don't know what to make of Atlanta. I know that their defense is still not very good at all. But Baker, I. it's a different kind of situation for Baker Mayfield than it was for Ryan Tannehill. Baker Mayfield is not coming in specifically to be the backup. That's what Ryan Tannehill was traded for. He was going to be the backup. He was going to be the break uh, glass in case of, you know, ulnar nerve damage again that Marcus Mariota had, right? He was the emergency plan. And then all of a sudden he became a superior option at the position. And the Titans were able to go on and win uh, consequential games with him. That is a different circumstance than what Baker's walking into. Here in Tennessee, now maybe things go differently if Marcus, you know, if Tannehill doesn't pan out, but he did. Tennessee's organization is a lot more stable than Carolina's. Carolina's ownership does not appear to have a clear and obvious plan. Matt Rule is not somebody who has shown throughout the course of his, I think he's been a head coach in the NFL for three seasons, two seasons. A couple of seasons now, he has not shown many signs of life, and they've made all kind of wretched quarterback decisions, um, from giving Teddy Bridgewater $66 million and then trading him the next season, bringing back Cam Newton after you cut him, getting Sam Darnold and then picking up his fifth-year option and then trading for another quarterback. Sam Darnold was the third overall quarterback in the 2018 class, so they traded for the first overall pick in that same class, and they ended up with Baker Mayfield, who is a bit of damaged goods at this point in his career. So, I, I, you know, Carolina is not as well run, it would seem, as the Tennessee Titans. It comes down so much to geography for me. And like I said, Baker's not locked in here. He can go on uh, to select another spot uh, once his fifth-year option does expire. Right now he's playing for Carolina at that number of just under 20, just under rather $19 million, I believe is the sum. So I think it's less likely that Baker Mayfield has a career resurgence in Carolina specifically, but maybe he, uh, I, we'll see how it goes. I have no idea. All right, wrap things up with a gone viral video. This week's video, agree or disagree with Tiger Woods talking about the live golf tour. Now, I don't know how many of you guys are diehard golf fans. We don't talk about golf unless it's specifically Tiger. A lot of times we spend a lot of time on the Tennessee Titans around here, but this live golf stuff is interesting as hell to me. And I, you know, Tiger Woods is the most important person in the sport. So you'll hear from Tiger's comments or you'll hear Tiger's comments here in just a second, right after I remind you that 
We have almost, we have reached halfway of our goal of 75 tickets for the Brooklyn Bowl Split Happens event. Next Wednesday, July the 20th, we are throwing a party for a, an incredible organization here in Nashville, in downtown Nashville, the church at Mount Carmel and their free youth summer camp program. It's totally donation-based, so we thought we'd help them raise a little money and have a great time with some of our listeners and viewers as well. Austin and Zach have told me that A to Z Sports bought four tickets, so we're excited to have, I assume Austin and Zach are going to be there. I know producer Reed is as well, so A to Z's in on it too. Um, but we would love to have you there. It's going to be a great night. What gets included with your ticket is food. Two, your first two drinks are free, uh, and you get three hours of bowling at Brooklyn Bowl, which I believe charges like under normal circumstances, like 30, I think it's it's something like 30 bucks every half hour. So for what you are getting, everything plus the bowling with your ticket and it being a tax write-off because the uh, proceeds are going to charity, it's a great value for a great time. 1045thezone.com is where you get your tickets. And by the way, you should be listening to the radio show because, you know, for example, Something like today could happen where Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, who also uh, will be at the event, Coach Mack came in and said, hey, I'm going to buy five tickets. Here's th He handed Lucas Panzeca a wad of $100 bills. He gave Lucas $300 cash and said, hey, buy five tickets and give them away to the audience. So be listening to the radio show because we're giving away some of the tickets that our friends have purchased for a great cause if uh, you feel that that may not be within your price range right now. But like I said, it's pretty affordable. It is, I think it's exceedingly affordable and it's going to be a great time for a great cause. So I hope to see a lot of you guys and gals out there Wednesday, July the 20th tickets available now at 1045thezone.com. All right. Do you agree or disagree with Tiger Woods and his position on live golf? Uh, Stephen King says, agree. F the Saudis blood money. You're more than uh, you're more than likely. Um, I don't think the last part of that sentence made sense, but anyway, here's Tiger Woods. These players are doing for you know guaranteed money. Um, what what is the incentive to practice? What is the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? Um, you're just getting paid a lot of money up front and playing a few events and playing 54 holes. They're trying to. You know, playing blaring music and have all these um, atmospheres that are different. I, I just don't see how you know, have 54 holes. I you know, I I can understand 54 holes is almost like a mandate when you get to the senior tours. The guys are a little bit older and a little more banged up. But you know, when you're at a young age and some of these kids, they really are kids. You know, who have gone from amateur golf in into that organization. Um, 72 hole tests, you know, are, are part of it. I mean, we used to have 36 hole playoffs for major championships. You know, that's that's how it used to be. Um, 18 hole U.S. Open playoffs. You know, that's. Um, I just don't see how that that move is is positive in the in the long term. So that's Tiger. Uh, the Open in uh, in uh, Scotland is going to be on this weekend. He's doing press. This is the first time that he's talked about Live Golf 
And, you know, I think uh, I think that a lot of people agree with Tiger that it's not necessarily good for the sport. Now, I think I'm going to watch it, and I can't be mad at anybody for trying to make as much money as humanly possible. Like, you know, it it's a hard thing to do to ask people to put their, uh, you know, other people's morals over your own personal bank account. Now, I think in a perfect world, that would happen more often, but... You know, we, I mean, for example, if I was offered, if I was offered, you know, uh, what, what was the tiger offer? A billion dollars, right? A billion dollars. They offered Tiger Woods a billion damn dollars, literally a billion with a B. This is the kind of, and again, it's a lot of Saudi blood money. They are trying to sports wash all of the issues that the country of Saudi Arabia has had. But if the Saudis came to me with a billion dollars and said, Hey, we want to start this competing sports network uh radio whatever streaming whatever it is what whatever it whatever it is you're doing we're going to give you a platform and we're going to pay you a billion dollars i would be lying to you if i said i if i said yeah i'm probably not going to take the billion dollars i uh <laughs> i i will be honest with you that's i i think i am self aware enough about this i do find the saudi arabian uh regime to be uh hugely hugely what's the word uh, i find them to be hugely problematic for a, a variety of different ways but um yeah a billion dollars is a lot of money so it's tough for me to get mad at phil or dustin johnson or dechambeau or brooks kepka or any of these guys who went and joined live golf because I, i'm asking them to be more unselfish than I would be. And I think that's a hard thing to do. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate your time as always. Like I said, 1045thezone.com for tickets to the bowling event. Nika Alviri saying she got her tickets last week. Love the cause. Appreciate the hell out of that, Nika. Can't wait to hang out with you and whomever is coming with you. I hope to see a lot of you guys and gals there. Like I said, we're going to have special guests we're going to have food. We're going to have booze. We're going to have bowling. We're going to have music. We're going to have a great time. So I'm excited that you guys are, uh, I really appreciate, I really like not to get sappy, but like, I really appreciate that you guys show up when I, when I, we don't ask you for, for, to, to lend yourselves to things a lot, but when we do, I mean, damned if you guys don't show up and that makes me uh, very, very happy. Speaking of showing up, you can show up this Saturday at First Horizon Park. In fact, there was a sounds game. I went for my walk while producer Reed and I did our production call and there was a sounds game going on. There is a sounds game going on on July the 16th. Producer Reed and his Be The Match organization are helping to raise funds and to educate people on the fight against blood cancer and in search for more potential lifesavers. You can meet your area uh, be the match volunteers of which Reed is one and representatives and swab for a cure. So I will be there on Saturday as well. I hope uh, I, I don't think I've been to a sounds game this season, but it's about time and it's a great cause. Like I said, um, any guy, any of you guys who we uh, who were able to see out there, we would love to hang out with you at first horizon park again for a great cause. All right, it's going to do it. Reed, let's get out of here for the night radio show tomorrow. Going to be great. 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Don't miss it. Like I said, we're giving away some tickets that people have bought out of the goodness of their heart to the Brooklyn Bowl event. So be listening on 104.5 The Zone. And if not, I'll catch you on primetime tomorrow night.